Nichols, baby. Uh, we're going live. All right, we're live. Episode 25. We got a fucking legend here today. You guys know him from Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show, Real Ass Podcast, and the new podcast with me and Finance. Bye, guys. It's Zach Amico. What's happening, brother? Thank you very much for having me, brother. How you doing today? I'm excellent, dude. Thanks for coming on. I, uh, I've i just been getting high and playing PlayStation 5 all day. I finally came in. I finally uh, dodged all the Chinese bots to get one on Walmart. It was fucking brutal, dude. Excellent. Yeah, it took me like four months to get a Switch during the pandemic, so yeah. I can understand uh, the, the want and need situation. I'll probably make the upgrade soon, but uh, I, I like... Uh, I like dumb games, so I don't need anything too uh, crazy. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I won't go with like a like. Everyone's like, "Oh, you get a gaming PC for like two Gs." I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. I like having a controller. I like playing on a console. You know what I mean? That's just too fancy for me. Like, what are you, uh, what are you playing on Switch? Uh, just beat Mario Odyssey, which I really liked. Hell yeah! And um, right now, I am replaying Resident Evil Four, which is mm. so fucking good. Dude, I just replayed Resident Evil 4 last week on um, PlayStation. On it's PlayStation so 4. fucking good, right? Dude, first time I've ever played it in my life. Can you believe that? It's wild. It's so like, um, it's they really figured out the, the franchise with that. Like the controls are so good. Everything's yeah. awesome. It's so sick, dude. Because the new one, 8, is coming out. And I had played um, like 1, 2, 1, 2, and 7. I had never played, or 1, 2, 3, and 7. I had never played 4, 5, and 6. And then they put them on the PlayStation Store, all three, dude, burned through 4, 5, and 6 right in a row. Unreal. I, four, I played, four is the I best. 1 and 2, and then I think I played 6 for a little. And then I went back, and I was like, oh, wow, 4 was the move. 4 is definitely the move. Everyone said that was the best one, and by far it was, dude. I uh, They're never going to get back to that, though. It sucks. It's all first person now, which is still kind of sick. But, yeah, but I do like that third person um, feel. I that's what I'm that. saying. They they got away from it. They let this one coming out and the last one was like first person, which is scary as shit. Especially if you play it in like VR and stuff. Yeah, it scared the fuck out of me. But um, the third person is the way to go for that. And they just yeah, my favorite it. game ever is um, remember Manhunt? Yes, dude, on PS2. If you had yeah. that, like. Dude, my age back then, I was a kid, kid when that came out. PS2. If you had that, you were like the coolest motherfucker, dude. That game was brutal. Yeah, man, that was wild and uh, it was so fucking violent. When I look back, I I just watched somebody do like a, a play on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Like, God damn, it was a fucked up game to have as a kid. Fucked up game, dude. We had some fucking brutal ones back then. We had that Max Payne, obviously, like the older Grand Theft Autos and stuff like that. Those are, those fucked me up as a kid. Did you play Max Payne? I didn't play Max Payne. I played, um, but I mean, games were always like, you don't realize, like, if you look back, dude, dude, there's a game for like Atari, I think, called, uh, I think, Custer's Last Stand. Have you <laughs> yeah. ever heard of it? Yeah, no, I've never heard. I know the, the actual one. I don't know the video. And game. it's um, like a side a scroller type game. And every level, if you win, there's a Native American chick with big tits and a big ass naked tied to a pole and you run over and fuck her. What the fuck? Dude? You have like a big boner and you run over and like, it's wild. Eight bit too. Like, do 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 do. Oh yeah. There's another one. I can't remember what it's called, but it's all girls with their mouths open and you're jerking off off of a roof. Jesus. And, dude, uh, where were these? I missed these ones. Yeah. There was like straight up like erotic Atari games. Or, yeah. I remember like uh leisure suit Larry and shit like mm -hmm. that, but Never some, something that brutal. That's fucking crazy, dude. I just remember like Max Payne fucked up ones like that and Manhunt. Like Max Payne is like crying dead babies and shit. I'm like, I shouldn't be playing this as a 10 year old. It was like, you're like tripping in and out of like alternate reality. I don't know how to explain it. If you never played the game, it's fucked. And for people that don't know Manhunt, it's literally you're in a snuff film. It's a similar vibe to Manhunt. I'll tell you yeah. that much. It's okay. a very similar vibe to that, which you can still get it. I might buy that and replay it. You think that, it holds I'm going to look, look it up myself. Do you think it holds up? You watch the, the replay. How does it look? It's pretty fucking cool, dude. Like, so uh, it was really good about the um, the AI hearing you. So, like, yes. you can make little noises or big noises to attract people. But I played it with the headset. So I used to be able to, like, yell and try and get the people to come by. And that was really fun. Even what? Even back then on PS2? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's fucking that was that's ahead of its time, dude. 
Yeah, it was really fun. Like so yelling like, to get someone's attention. Like if somebody was around the corner from you, you could whisper, or if they were like a block away, you could yell. Yeah, and you could see like your sound waves hit them. That's fucking sick, dude. I don't remember that at all. I don't really remember the game too much because it was so long ago. I might have to fucking check that out. It's wild. Yeah, fucking um, dude. So I had your uh, your boy Ian on last week. Your compatriot from Bye Guys. I had no idea you were bisexual at all until that show came out. And I, mean, I, I talk him, about it a lot. No, yeah, and I asked him. I said, I have no idea. Zach was bi. And the way he described it, what did he say? He was like, he's not kind of. He's like, it was more like you know, uh, like like goth girls he'd hang out with would make him do gay shit with his friends so he could fuck him or something like that. <laughs> something not, along. He's not hundred percent wrong. That's what I'm saying. Is he on the right track there with that? Yeah, dude. One time there was this girl who was trying to get her to go down on another girl. Yeah. And she's like, we'll do it, but we want to pierce your nipple. Okay. So they took out a big safety pin. And this girl's got me by the nipple. And she's like, you ready? One, two, three. And then I go, what? And she goes, it didn't come back out the other side. And I was like, oh, so you stabbed me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you just leave it in there, too? No, I had to take it out. It bled everywhere. Ice Cube? I had to take it out because she freaked out. Yeah, I'd freak the fuck out, too. Yeah, Ice Cube and then, but yeah, just blood everywhere. That's fucking nuts, dude. You should, yeah, you can't let a woman pass you, I guess, man. They don't have the strength to get that second pop through the other yeah. side. Yeah, it turns out uh, you go to a professional for a reason. Right, dude? I, uh, you, got your, you got your nipples pierced? I know you got your dick pierced. No, I don't. I had no. one for a while, and I didn't like it. No? Yeah, is it uncomfortable? Is it like chafe yeah. on your shirt and shit? Yeah, you just feel it all day. I didn't yeah. like it. I almost got it when I was like late teens, early 20s. I almost went double bars in the nipples, and I would have just been like Andrew Cuomo, dude. I would have looked like such a fucking homo. I'm so glad I didn't do it. Yeah, that and like I don't wear undershirts, so same. If I wore like uh, like, yep. sh- like a, a shirt and tie kind of shirt, you would just <laughs> see it all bells. Yeah, exactly. That would be me wearing a fucking dress shirt at work, dude. You'd just see Bob Bells and be like, hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, you look like Christina Aguilera getting pulled over at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. So you, um, are you married or anything? You got a chick? Yeah, I'm married. I'm married. Yeah. Married. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, me too. Kids, anything? No. You want them? Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. I was, uh, I was very anti-kids and then one just popped up and I was like, let's go, dude. That was it. But, um, yeah, they rule. You should definitely have one. Have a little Nico running around. It's on the docket. It's on the docket. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You got to continue the family line, dude. Don't you come from like a, a famous family from your town or some shit like that? Like, the, uh, wasn't your granddad the mayor or some shit? I, my great uncle was the mayor of the town I grew up in. Dude, you got to let that bloodline flow, dude. I got, um... Come from good stock. I got eight cousins. Oh, to keep almost, it going? Yeah, almost all of them have kids. So that you're good on except, that. Ex, ex, except the one that we don't talk about. So Except the... Dude, it's so funny. My uncle, every year, puts out, like, a family newsletter. Yeah. And it'll update everybody on what all the cousins are doing. And I got one cousin who's uh, my age, but uh, uh, has the, the, the emotional and, and uh, intellectual capacity of like a 13 year old. Sick. Uh, so he's just this big monster like me. Is he like actually fucked in the head or is he yeah, just yeah, like, he's, no, he's fucked up. Okay. Okay. And uh, my uncle's so funny every year he'll put, uh, I don't want to say his name. Blank is still uh, in the accelerated cuisine industry. What the fuck is the ex- oh what fast food? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's a great fucking accelerated <laughs> cuisine. Yeah. Wow. What a way to fucking spice it up, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. That's fucking unreal. The accelerated cuisine industry. Who's he work for, can you say? Uh he's had a few. He's a, he's been through the ringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a man about town. He's 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 sampled all the best. Dude, they're good workers though. You get them in the right job. Yeah, absolutely. Pushing cots, accelerated cuisine, something yeah. like that. Something they can really put their mind to. Home Depot they, waiver. Ooh, Home Depot one's a good one. They're fucking great. They're like the they're just so wholehearted or like wholesome. You yeah. know what I mean? People like that. It's tough. Remember when you were a kid and you, I don't know if you did, you we'd make fun of retarded people and shit like that. I look back, I feel so bad, dude. Right? As like a teenager, I was just soulless as far as like think, making fun of people like that. I don't I I I think I always grew up around. I, I we had special needs people when I was a little kid, so I don't. I think it was always discouraged. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was never is, encouraged for sure. 
But I mean, there were certain times you catch something catches you funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even dude, I've told this on the show before, but uh, on my birthday this year, last year now, uh, it was one of the last times I guess I went to the movies, and it was when that new Rambo came out. Yep. And I live two blocks down from what is called uh, Forever Young Adult Daycare Center. Nice. And I didn't know that they go to the movies during the day. Oh, yeah, dude. That's a big time field trip for for the specials. <laughs> and I went and saw Rambo and I was like, all right, I'm going to go see Rambo at 1130 in the morning and I'm going to watch this movie by my fucking self. That's the best. And, and it's my favorite. I love to go to a movie crazy early. Dude. I like to I, either well whatever time during the day I don't give a fuck but by myself and yeah. at like a one o'clock there's maybe like two other deviant guys separated behind exactly you and you, just and you won't sit anywhere near each other nope. it's antisocial you just get I your own quadrant in, I walked in and it was 50 special needs people and I was like I am about to enjoy the fuck out of this movie oh it's way better than Rambo and oh dude they went nuts they were having such a good time and there was a guy behind me and the new Rambos are just out of control violent. Yeah. And anytime anything vaguely violent was about to happen, there was a guy behind me who, like, this is not an exaggeration, would just go, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> and I, I wanted to I wanted to pay again for the movie. I was like, hey, just so you guys know, this is the way to see this. Yeah, hey, I can, can I get go- your guys' schedule. Yeah. What's the field trip schedule looking for like for next month? I want to see Justice League. Like, yeah, plus, like if there's a zoo or anything that's going to be out there, like just let, let me try and plan my week around this. That's so fucking great, dude. Yeah, I do miss that about the movies going alone and like fucking hilarious people. I remember the, uh, speaking of like seeing fucked up people when you're a kid. This is terrible. But I remember the first time I saw an albino black person was at the movie theater. Yeah, and that like freaked me. Dude, they look crazy. They look kind of like Lewis, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, Ninja Turtles, but no, they look nuts, dude. Bunch of Blake Griffins, but worse with like rat eyes. It's fucking yeah, there. Oh, who's the, there's a comic. Uh, there's actually, <clears throat> I can think of two comics who are, and yeah, they're both true. The one's the guy from um, what is it, Ninth Day with Schwarzenegger? I don't know. I don't know. He that plays one. like a, a an angel or something. And he's got vitiligo. He's full, uh, no. he's full albino. He's full albino. Yeah. Damn, dude, that's brutal. What would you rather? Would you rather be vitiligo or a full albino? Would you rather be like a, a dude, cow? I'm, I'm pretty close to full albino. True. It wouldn't be too much of a jump for you. So and like, I have a buddy from Iceland who is lighter than me. And when we went to um, the Cannes Film Festival to promote one of our movies, I was pulling some shit. Like I kept uh, streaking. Yeah. And then people would promote our movie after I ran through. But then it got to the point where the cops were looking for me. So we started dressing him up like me as a decoy. And we would go in different directions. Oh, that's fucking sick. Uh, So I had like a Saddam Hussein body double. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's almost um, he's almost albino. And uh, it works. It it worked enough for uh, what was it? Where were you at again? Uh, France. So, yeah, it worked enough for the French police to be like, yeah. get them. They yeah, fucking so, tackle you, boy. Yeah, no, I got tackled once. It was uh, it was pretty bad. But then they they let me go home. So how was that film festival? That's the biggest in the world, isn't it? It's fucking what? So it's very um, shishi and highfalutin. That's what I imagine. It's the most expensive city in the world during the month of the festival. Um, it's very hard. Like, literally, like, if you do the Euros to American... I was paying, you're paying like $35 for like a sandwich. Holy shit. We rented um, a three bedroom apartment for the month and it was like $25,000. We raised it on Indiegogo because we were shooting a movie. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, everything's crazy expensive. People are pretty shitty. It's going to be snob city, dude. Yeah. So it's a lot of really rich people. And then like, because I remember people that were going with this were like, maybe we'll all get laid and it's like there's no way <laughs> we're getting laid in this because it's literally you'll see like baller hot chicks and they're always with like what i can only describe as like sheiks 
Oh, like a, like a Saudi prince, like an oil yeah. baron. You'll yeah. see those. T- I mean, just fucking gross, like Super Mario looking dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. And they'll have tens with them the whole yeah, they time. Get the, they get the picnic uh, picnic table pad and fucking thing yeah, on exactly their head. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they look like a table at an Italian restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and an old Papaginos, dude. They got that fucking red and white padding on it. Yeah, but it's fun. I mean, there's basically what the festival used to be was premieres for movies from all over the world. Yeah. But now all the big film companies basically buy it out. So there'll be giant, like, block-long ads for movies that are coming out. Gotcha. Uh, so what we do... Well, what we did, we're not allowed there anymore because uh, of a bunch of shit that happened. But um, <laughs> not we the would, separate. Uh, yeah, believe it or not. And we would rent out a theater on like a few blocks away from the main theaters. Yeah. And we would uh, do like two or three screenings of our movie and give out free tickets. And that's how we got foreign distribution on all our movies. Oh, shit. Smart, dude. And it's pretty fun. And then you have like a, a trader's table inside the festival where um, you have people basically well, my company that I work for, I think we had like 15 movies coming out that year. And there were people that were in there like full time negotiating deals for how that movie would come out in all the different countries that had people like negotiating for them. That's fucking sick. So how many movies have you made? Is it 15 in one year? That's the company you work for. Uh, so we distribute a lot of other people's movies as well. Uh-huh. I with them have done uh, four or five features now. It's pretty sad. And they're all like horror movies, right? They're all horror comedy. Uh, like basically, like think like gross out comedy, over the top gore type shit. Yeah, our most famous movie is from the eighties. It's called The Toxic Avenger. I think I've heard you mention this before, or I've heard of it before. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, so we uh, we did a sequel to an eighties movie called Class of Newcomb High. We did Return to Newcomb High one and two, and then our new one is called Shakespeare's Shitstorm. And it's our version of uh, William Shakespeare's The Tempest. Nice, dude. You guys should have done a remake of the Romeo and Juliet where they're we, in L.A. Uh, we did that in 96. No shit? In New York City. It's called Tromeo and Juliet. Uh, it came out a year before, or excuse me, it was shot a year before the Leonardo DiCaprio one. You did it before that? Yeah, and wow. it was actually written and partially directed by James Gunn, who would go on to do uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And uh, what did that he was get? his first movie. He got canceled for some pedophile shit, didn't he? No, he's Gone. back, baby. He's back. He's doing Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 3 or 4, whatever they're on. Well, he's doing the new Suicide Squad with DC, and then he's doing Galaxy 3. What a piece of shit that first one was, uh, Suicide Squad. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's going to – he's good. He, he made, he's made a couple really good movies, uh, and they're basically letting him reboot everything. Yeah. That's and sick. He's already there's like fucking thirty five heroes in it, which means he's going to kill twenty of them. Oh, that's awesome! What Suicide that's Squad? What the, yeah, that's what those are supposed to. Those are supposed to be like, um, you know, like the Dirty Dozen, where it's like, oh, most of this cast of this movie will die by the yeah. end. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the approach he's going to take with Suicide Squad, where yeah, they're introducing all these like C and D level characters. Yeah, dudes that were on like. Dudes that were on like the cartoon on fucking WB, like yeah, heroes or villains to, you've never heard of. Specifically to kill them all. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The first one, I even tried rewatching it recently. It was on HBO Max. It's fucking bad, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. I would recommend our uh, Romeo. It's called uh, Tromeo and Juliet. And uh, for people that are, need to be sold on it, the narrator is uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. He played the president in uh, one of my movies. So, dude, that rules. R.I.P. to a legend. Fucking, um, so in the Tromeo Juliet, is it like modern day? Is it similar to the DiCaprio one? Or like, what's the setup like? Uh, it is, like it's exactly, it's 96, it's modern day. Okay. And it's like super grimy New York. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, they did what, Venice Beach for the DiCaprio yeah. one? Yeah, it was like California yeah. or something. I remember we watched that in English class and I was like, man, this movie kind of rules. So usually movies they show you in school sucked. But I remember seeing that one. I was like, this is pretty sick. The Romeo and Juliet we watched um, when I was a kid in school was the one that had titties in it. Oh, shit. And I remember that being a big deal. And then I think we looked it up. I think the girl was 17 or 18 when she showed it. It was like a 60s movie. Damn, dude. There's some teenage titties in it. They were going that wild back deal. then. That was a big deal. <laughs> that would be a big deal. But I remember, fuck, a big deal in English class for us was like... Uh, 
to kill a mockingbird and you get popcorn reading and you got to say the n-word out loud <laughs> you know what I mean? we never saw titties in english class that'd be fucking sick so yeah speaking of movies so you're a big um movie buff what do you think the or especially specifically horror correct yeah what do you think the number one the best horror movie of all time number two the actual scariest horror movie of all time is um best there's so i mean that's a really loaded question because i don't want to base it on like my preferences yeah what was your favorite then and then what was the scariest you think so i think the movie that does it the best is probably dawn of the dead dawn of the dead is fucking sick dawn of the dead is a really hard argument to make against um i am very fond of an italian movie called phenomena directed by dario argento Mm-hmm. Uh, with Jennifer Connelly and uh, the doctor from Halloween. And that's just like a super balls to the wall, weird Italian horror movie in an all girls school. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Dawn of the Dead. Maybe the easy ones are like Exorcist Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and my favorite franchise, to be honest, is Child's Play. Dude, Child's Play fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. My my aunt Christine made me and her daughter, my cousin Kayla. We were were one month apart. We I think we were five years old at the time. This is like not when did they come out? Mid early nineties, mid nineties. We're like late, the first one was uh, late eighties. Yeah. Okay, so like late eighties to mid nineties, they kind of ran right. So like I think it was like ninety six somewhere around there. And she we watched all three of them, dude. And I had nightmares for two three years straight, dude. It fucked me up. Yeah, I was all like kinds seven. Of dolls. I was like seven, eight, and I had an aunt and uncle show me the first child's play. To fuck you up too? Massively. Dude, I remember my mom got me one year for Christmas. All the Christmas presents were out, and, and uh, I unwrapped them all. And there was like a Tommy Pickles from Rugrats, but he was mm-hmm. ch- exactly Chucky size. Mm-hmm. I was like, throw it away. I was like, I can't have this in the fucking house, dude. And then just brutal nightmares for years. That movie fucked me up. And then the one for me, I mean, the, the one for me that probably – was like the defining, oh, I love horror movies, is Scream. Scream, yeah, Scream was sick. And to be honest, really holds up. Does it? I haven't seen that in years. Really, really holds up. Really scary and really fun now in retrospect to watch uh, and try and figure out which one of them is the killer in each scene. Because when you rewatch it, you realize that um, they play the killer differently. Ah, like their little nuances and stuff. So, like, um, I know that uh, Billy holds the knife with one hand and Stu holds it with two. And that's the easiest way to tell. And if you pump up the audio, you can actually hear their voices, like when they grunt and shit. Oh, no shit. So it's a really fun rewatch to figure out who's who. Because there is one scene where it can't be either of them. And they tried to retcon that in the third, and I don't care for that. But yeah, they made a, quite a few of those. They went like Saw with that, didn't they? Like four, uh, they four have four and a fifth one they're working on now. Man, they just can't let these old franchises go, dude. Can they? Holy fuck! How many reboots of shit can they do? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, I'm fine with it. I do. I hate when people get mad about remakes because I'm like, the worst possible situation is a bunch more people see the original. True, but it's just like no. I just feel like I don't get like mad about it, and I'll still go see these. But it's like no one can come come up with anything original, and when they do, it fucking is a banger. Like when something's original and it's that fucking good, everybody fucking sees it. You know what I mean? I mean, but that's been throughout the history of film. I, I, people forget like that Universal Frankenstein. That's a remake. You know, uh, uh, Thomas Edison made a Frankenstein movie. Uh, there's probably. I think I read an article once that said there's seven plots to all movies. That's crazy. And if you could break down every movie that's ever been made into one of seven plots. I don't doubt it either because they do all follow a similar like skeleton, like a framework. And, yeah. There's the hero's journey uh, that a lot of writers use. And then there's a really funny that somebody once proposed this. And other than a few movies, this is very hard to argue that every single movie ever made is either somebody's coming to town or somebody left town. Somebody's coming to town or somebody left town. Uh, yeah, and I bet you, you can interpret that as somebody died, 
somebody moved, somebody goes to space, what, yeah. whatever it is, every single movie ever made is somebody's coming to town or somebody just left town. <laughs> someone's coming or someone's going, dude. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Yeah, true. That's actually, fuck, you probably could simplify it like that. I, I saw something that fucked me up once. It was like, um, uh, there's, I forget the number. I don't want to fuck it up, but there's a finite amount of music out there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not an infinite amount of sounds that you can put in a sequential order to make different music. Yeah. So like, you know how you hear like the same beats and shit like that? That mm-hmm. really fucked me up. It wasn't seven, but it was, it's pretty low compared to what you'd think. There's a great, um, there's a band called the Axis of Awesome. Sick. Man. Um, and they have a song that's, uh, every song is the same four chords. And that's they do, song. and they do a medley of like, 30 hits from the last 40 years and it's all the exact same chord progression oh i bet dude they get lazy on the guitar just like it's just the same shit over and over again. but it's really funny they'll go from like uh i know they do bon jovi the offspring the beatles nelly Furtado. let's they just go through like decades of music and it's the same and it's it's they i think they start with um don't stop believing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just show how that chord progression has been used, like 40, 50 times. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like if it, if it works, it works. But it's funny to hear like rap songs with old fucking old yeah. rock beats in it and shit like that. But I was saying when I started listening to Parliament Funkadelic, I was like, why the fuck do I know all of these songs? Yes, I'm dude. Like, I was like, oh, because I listened to Snoop once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I was listening to. Um, What's it called? Uh, that song "Hung Up" by Madonna came on, and mm-hmm. it's there's another song I forget the name of it, but it's by ABBA. That's that same exact fucking beat, and I was like, "Oh, that's by ABBA." And I was like, "No, it's yeah. Madonna." I was like, "No, it's not." And I shazammed it in front of her, and it came up as ABBA, but it wasn't, dude. So it's like the exact same song, but I don't know. I don't know how the fuck they get away with that. Oh, there's a time Green Day has been accused of that a bunch. Um, I can't remember the exact name of it. It's a classic song, classical music, like. Paco Bell's eighth canon. Yeah. And it is um, one of their big hits. And there's another, there's a guitar comic that does it where he goes, Everywhere I go, I hear this song, Paco Bell's eighth canon. And he does it. And how, how many bands have ripped it off over the years? No shit. Yeah. You know what song funny. it is? It can't be Brain uh, Stew. That was the first no. song I learned on the guitar. Let me remember, remember this Green Day. Pockle Bell. Okay, here we go. It's a uh, basket case. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, basket case. Pockle Bell's cannon. Yeah. No shit. We go from that to brain stew. That was the first one I ever learned on the guitar. Just fucking dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. So fucking simple. You play instruments at all, Zach? Yeah, I play uh, synthesizers. Nice dude. You got one of those little fucking. Those little like button things, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, no, I have a bunch. I have a couple like full size keyboards, a, sm- a few small ones, and then uh, growing up, I played uh, music in like a, a goth band, and I had a guitar, like the one that strapped oh, on. Yeah, dude. and I had like the uh, the whammy bar and all the shit, the the rib, the pitch ribbon, and all shit up here. That's fucking sick. Super fun. Were you in like a like a Lincoln Park or like a Slipknot? Like ten dudes playing fucking ten different in- instruments, like. Uh, no, the best way I could describe it is like, um, so there was a thing in like the early 80s in LA called synth punk, and it would be punk bands, but all keyboards. Okay. And more or less, that's what we turned into. So it was two keyboards, drums, and vocals. Got you. Yeah, I got stuck playing bass because my buddy already knew guitar and the other one already knew drums. So I just got stuck playing it. But I ended up loving it, dude. I still love like a, a funky bass liner in a song is what really gets me. You know what I mean? It's still fun. like anything with like flea in it, like arranging yeah. against machine stuff. That's like the kind of shit I like. Very like funky bass lines. But, yeah, we, I, we played goth music, so we always had a very prominent bass. A lot of like post punk is like very bass driven. Like, yes, yes. Joy Division shit like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's right up my alley too. What's your thoughts on new metal, Zach? Fan or no? Well, I mean, of course. I mean, I'm the perfect age for it. Me too. So there's a bunch of it that like, yeah, it's 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 nostalgia food. Yep. Um, but I will argue that of all the, I mean, I definitely have my favorite of them, and I think they're unfairly lumped in with new metal because of the time they came out. 
and it's system of down. Yeah, I don't think that I don't consider them new metal. I know that that's what they're categorized as. And but they, they didn't have like a DJ or anything, mm-hmm. which to me, that's the sign of new metal. Yeah, there was the, no like, rap elements to it. There was no DJ at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were my, I mean, they're still one of my favorite bands ever. They're so fucking good. And I would argue that first fucking corn record is perfect. I love you already, Zach. What's your thoughts on Limp Biscuit? They got some real bangers, dude. Like, he does, man. I, I went from I went from a phase where like I had chocolate starfish and the hot yeah. dog flavored water as a kid, front to back all the time. Loved it to death, and especially because I was really into WWF back then. And yeah. and that was like those were the songs they were playing during Attitude Era, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then you get to this phase where you're like a teenager, you're like yeah, Olympus gets corny as fuck, dude. And then like you turn into your twenties, you're like he fucking rules, dude. <laughs> and it's not even the, the ones you remember that are no, like really you're right. good. You're like. Dude, Boiler is so good. Dude, I, like, yeah, you always see, like, My Way and, um, like, Break Stuff. But, like, yeah, yeah. and I know Hot Dog's a big one, but, like, Hot Dog, uh, uh, Rearranged, shit like that. Rearranged like a Boiler, their cover of Behind Blue Eyes is really good. I've always jammed to that, dude. Whitey Ford sings the blues behind Blue Eyes. Like, it's it's so fucking good, dude. Yeah, I mean, you could say what oh, wait, you want no. about him, but Wes Borland is such a fucking good guitar player. Yeah. And Fred Durst is just a man, dude. He's still kicking around like that, too. I saw him post something. Um, so one of these, like, causes. You know, you know, all the celebrities come out. But, like, Fred Durst came out, and he's just a gray-haired, exactly the same. But he's mm. just, like, gray-haired and old. I'm like, yes, dude. He just came out with a movie that um, I might be tied for the worst thing I've watched all year. Was this I've the seen- one with a, a fan stalker, Zach? Yes. Six and Shana were talking about this, and I was thinking about watching it. What's the, what's the stalker's name? Do you oh, remember uh, it? Moose. Well, is yeah, that it? Yeah the the stalker's name is Moose. Yes, that's the movie. And it's uh, uh, Devin Sawa is the stalker, and oh, she's not the star. He's the celebrity. Yeah. And the stalker is John Travolta. What? And Travolta um, does not obey the rule of Tropic Thunder. If you know Wait, what I mean. It- Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes full. Full on? Full on autistic. And it is fucking weird. He, like, uh, he does, like, this shit. He he smells his ear the whole movie. Like, he keeps rubbing behind his ear and sniffing it. Ah. And, but then it's really fucked up because, like, he bought himself a four-year consideration full-page ad at Variety okay. to get himself, to try to get himself nominated for Best Actor. For his performance as an artist. For his performance. But then you're like, <laughs> fuck, don't forget, his son died and his son was all fucked up and they wouldn't let him be in public. He, like, the- drowned in the tub or something in his oh, 20s. shit. Jet. So when you watch it, you're like, oh, fuck, is he doing his fucking dead son? Oh, Travolta's kid's dead? The kid Jet? Yeah, Jet drowned. Dude, I had no, I remember hearing about Jet growing up. I didn't know he's yeah. dead. So then when you watch it, you're like, oh, fuck, is he doing the dead kid? And he's nailing it, and just no one knows because this is such a bad movie. Oh, that's fucking brutal, dude. Playing and a it's, dead autistic kid. It's Dude, it's so weird. He's way too old for the part. That's what I was going to say. As a super fan, Travolta would be like towards the end of the line of. Uh, the movie makes no. Like, there's multiple times where you're like, this this can't be the plot of the movie. <laughs> um, and then, like, it's so. There's a part where Devin Sow is driving around with his son and just cranks Limp Biscuit. And Sick. he's like, yeah, Biscuit. This is what we used to listen to back in my day. And you're like, that doesn't work age-wise. No, it doesn't. And even though it was 20 years ago, it's still not long enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, the whole thing is like, literally the first line in the movie of dialogue is Travolta goes to a comic book shop. The guy goes, hello. And he goes, can't talk long. I got to poo. Oh, great fucking writing, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so it's about, it's based on a true story though, right? Like, yeah, Fred, Fred Durst, Durst said that it was based on some weird fan he had. Yeah, I can see I that. I can confirm. I've met a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, I can, I bet you some of them were in your friend group, dude. Some of them were in that goth band. Uh, dude, they're, it's never the ones that have friends. No? 
it's always dude i've i've seen some i've seen some uh, actresses have to take out uh restraining orders because they weren't able to post pictures of where they were anymore cuz like super fans of the movies would just take a cab to wherever they saw they were that's insane man to have like no social awareness at all where you're just like oh i'm going to go see jennifer lawrence at her hotel you know what i mean she's like oh get away from me but like the balls like i wouldn't talk to a girl like that not for famous. so many reasons yeah yeah if that and was then Jen- these guys have the balls to have their mom drive them yeah they don't give a fuck dude like i do we had a film festival and I'm doing stand-up at the after party. And there was a guy sitting there who was 40 years old. And I started doing crowd work with him. And he was sitting with his mother. <laughs> oh, no, dude. So bad. And it's like, it's horrendous. And then, like, well, then these dudes, like, they'll just full-on hit on chicks. Like, they have no awareness. I mean, I'm jealous. Yeah, that's, like, high-T behavior for sure. You live with your mom, she's there with you, and you're just like, hey, what's going on? How are you? Hey, how are you? Do you, do you like 1990s WWF? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you're a, you're a big WWE guy, aren't you? You still into uh, it? I, you know, it's weird. So I started managing on the indies. No shit. Uh, about two and a half years ago. And now that I do it every few Next weekends, Paul Heyman coming up here. Now that I do it every few Paul Bear. <laughs> Now that I do it every few weekends, I'm less and less inclined to watch the product. Because okay. like, it's the same as like when I started doing stand up, I don't want to go to comedy shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah now yeah. that I, like I sit every other weekend and watch guys plan out their matches and, and I'm figuring out angles and shit and cutting promos. Like the last thing I want to do is go home and turn on wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you but think? I, of- I, I stay up on uh, AEW and NXT mostly. Not WWE. I'll watch. I'll watch the pay per views. Yeah, but I can't watch the. It's too much content, man. Raw, Raw can't be three hours, dude. That's insane. You think it's just nostalgia, uh, or is the Attitude Era really just that much better than what it is now? It's not. Go back and watch some of it. Some of it really blows. Does like, it? Yeah. Go back and watch like those old Raws and Smackdowns from what is considered the golden age. There's some real dog shit. Oh, I bet, dude. We didn't give um, a fuck. And it's it's a it's nostalgia. It's the energy of the crowd. Like people, people are so excited. Like when Austin comes out, you'll never see an arena go. Like there's no. pops. Like you Cena gets those big pops. The Rock gets those big pops now, but not like dude. When and this is a very specific moment. When it was Mankind and The Rock, and Austin came out and Mankind won the title on Raw. That place goes unglued. Like, people are screaming like it's the fucking Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're they never going to have the, the, the fucking cat's out of the bag. It will never be that cool again. Stone Cold was my idol growing up, dude. He's the fucking man. He's the one. It'll never be that cool. That, that fucking glass breaking is the biggest. It's so good, dude. It still gets me going. That and the DX theme song will come on my fucking phone sometimes in the car, and I'm just like, We'll let it run. We'll let this one play. Yeah, it'll be. And so, like, I, uh, yeah, I've been managing. I work for a company called Catalyst Wrestling. We're on uh, Fight TV and the Fight Network, and we're on a few local access channels. And I have a heel stable that I run. Uh, it's pretty fun. I enjoy it. I've had uh, two or three matches where I've gotten in the ring. It's really, it's, it's a blast. That's sick, dude. You should, uh, you should hook up with Shana for that. He does some amateur wrestling. We've discussed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He I've did. shown him videos of my shit. Do you have a? Did he tell you the story about his? Um, what was he? The veterinarian? Yeah. He, ju- he just put down dogs. That was his entire. <laughs> that was his whole persona, dude. So fucking good. Yeah, I run like um, I have a guy that I manage. He just got hurt, but um, when he's back, I'll be back with him. And he's a six nine. Damn. And he's a big trucker from Jersey. So we're basically, I have uh, always pitched us as Paul Bear and the Undertaker meets Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, the Jersey version. Yeah, exactly. Of, of fucking Paul Bear and the Undertaker. Yeah, and I have a I have a heel stable called the Hudson County Horror Show, and I have like four or five guys in that right now. Uh, so you're only heels that rules. Yeah. The only heels. The fuck yeah. heroes, dude. Fucking. 
Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and uh, my buddy uh, Jimmy, my intern, shout out Jimmy Kirk. He's in the chat right now. Uh, said you bet on WWE. Is this true? Oh yeah. Well, um, it because you can. It's legal if you. I'm sure right you can. But the best. So my favorite thing we do every year for Royal Rumble, you get ten people together. You pick an amount of money that you each want to put in. So you know, I would I would say fifty. Yeah. And you you each randomly pick one number zero through nine. Okay. Or excuse me, uh, one through ten. Forgive me. And so if you pick one, you get entrant number one, entrant number eleven, and entrant number twenty one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And whoever's pick wins wins the pot. So like a football pool where you get whatever your number is is the last number of. Speaking yes. of you, I was in the pool. You you won, you motherfucker! Congratulations, dude! I forgot it was the Super Bowl that day, dude. And di- didn't you take over some dude's pool who bailed his yes. spo- his his box? Wow, what a dickhead. that wasn't the one I won though. I, I oh took I over thought that two. oh I thought that was the one that hit. He no, I had one that over. um I had one that I had bought like a month before. And then somebody bailed the day before, and I was like, "Give me a second one." Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, you won. Um, I won halftime. Halftime. I was gonna say, did you win the whole thing? Yeah, what's that? Two G's. Yeah, right. Or it was uh, twenty-two, twenty-five. Nice, dude. And I did not remember it was the Super Bowl, and I was on mushrooms. <laughs> and How'd you find eight, out. And eight people just texted me the fire emoji. Yeah. And I'm looking at my phone, going, "What's on fire? Who's on fire?" they're like you just won two grand i'm like oh this is a good th- this is a good call this is a great trip yeah i put it up i'm like nice i'm gonna win five grand it's like ah fuck i'm out a hundred bucks that's the thing with the super bowl pools though yeah but dude it's a hundred bucks and it makes yeah, who the gives game a fuck so much more interesting for sure as a gambling ex- makes everything more fun Yes, it does. I used to gamble a lot more than I do now, and uh, it does for sure. You can, if you, I forget who said this one time, but they were, I think it might have been Adi Lang. He was yeah, like, Artie, if, you, if you have $100 like, in the bank, put $200 on a football game. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you don't like sports? He's like, you got, check your bank account. You got 100 bucks. He's like, put two grand on the Browns versus the Bengals. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, you'll get yeah, real. Get, get drunk watching the game. Yeah, dude, it's so true, too. Oh, my God, dude. You'll you'll get to the point where you're betting on like high school fucking lacrosse. You're like, let's go St. John's prep. Yeah, I got a few friends that are degenerate gamblers, so I try to keep it to big events only. My buddy, he was just telling me the story about uh, we were out drinking this past week, and he's telling me a story. He bet a G note on the Kentucky Derby. He's a real degenerate, one of like stereotype like cokehead and degenerate gambler, that type of dude. He put a G note on this horse to win the Kentucky Derby. It won the Derby. And he said he was like, he, he goes, I bought the whole bar around. I'm fucking selling. It was like, uh, I don't know, 20 to one or something. There's like 20 grand. He had just won. So he's like, I bought the whole bar, sh- the shots, drinks, everything. I'm on the fucking table dancing. And they're like, wait, hold on a second. They reviewed it and the horse like nudged the other horse. So they disqualified him and let the other horse oh. win. And first time it's ever happened in like, what are they, 150 years? They're like, it's the 150th Kentucky Derby. Never happened once before. That's He's like, I brutal. really almost killed myself at the bar, dude. Oh, yeah. I think you don't recover from that. No, that's a you tough one. You just walk into traffic. That's a tough one, dude. I was like, wow. On horses, too. That's real degenerate shit. Horses and... Uh, dogs. And, uh, dogs, yes. I was gonna say, When I lived in Phoenix <laughs> for a little bit, they'd have bars that had... Um, you could gamble on them on like the the wall. There'd be like mm-hmm. twenty TVs, and there'd be some real low lives there. Yeah, if you're betting dogs. on horses, dogs, or women, you you you've you fucked up in life. You know, and these guys aren't even at the track. This is via television. This yeah. these tracks in like Canada or something like that. Yeah, you know I mean, and they have like a lady with the cage and stuff. You're like, what the fuck, man? Is uh is video poker legal of it? Well, you're you're in New York, right? Are yeah, you- we don't have that by us. Yeah, neither here. Same here, Massachusetts. But that fucking decimates people, I've heard. That video poker at the bars. Yeah, and I, I've tried a few. Like, I like going to Atlantic City. Yeah. But, like, talk about a place where no one is happy. No one's happy at a casino, man. Other than the guy who just won for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, people sit at that fucking, those machines, furious. Or, or like, so I like, I like slot machines. But I basically set aside an amount of money, and I'm like, I'm about to lose this. That's exactly how I go in a casino, dude. I'll go and in if and be I like, don't, awesome. That's a, literally, I was 
have the same buddies I was having this conversation with about losing it. I was talking about going to the casino playing blackjack and I was like, you got to be like, all right, you know, I'm going to lose, you know, 500 bucks or whatever you want to bring. Let's say you want to bring 500. You like take out the nickel, keep it in your pocket. One, if that's gone, you're done. If it, like you said, if not great, if you're up, you're up. You know what yeah, I mean? We were just doing shows in Atlantic city and uh, the comic I opened for my co-host Lewis. Uh, he was trying to get me to go down to the casino. And by the way, Atlantic City during a pandemic is the saddest place on earth. A casino that stops serving alcohol at 10 o'clock. Ooh, can you still smoke inside? No. Yeah, I bet not. Yeah, that seems like the first thing to go. And uh, it was just, it was a mountain of sadness. And I think not him, but our other friend that was with us, uh, they lost $700 in the time it took me to play one level of Streets of Rage on uh switch <laughs> you're just in the room like i'm not losing any fucking money i was like dude. i ain't going down because we were we were partying all night and at like three in the morning they were like let's go down to the casino and i'm like nothing good will come of this no, it never does either ever even if you start winning i uh last time I went to the casino i was playing what's your game i'm a blackjack guy i you- to be completely honest i like slots slots i can't stay i i don't even go near them dude i don't even think i've played a slot in my life to be honest with you well i like being around uh 90 year old asian people smoking <laughs> yeah like to That's be around the real show 75 year old fucking opiate addicts and in, in yeah. a bus full of asian people yeah dude I, so yeah last time i'm a blackjack I ended up like up over a G note. And the second you start winning, they're like change dealers. Uh, the hand goes from 25 to 50 a hand. Like they just fuck you out. And then I, I think I ended up like up 600 or something like that. And that was the last time I went, but there's been a lot worse trips than that. And then also sports gambling too. Oh, I was going to say about WWE, dude, couldn't you just get an insider at the WWE and be like, what's this fight scripted to? I mean, that seems like the easiest thing to bet on if you knew. You know, it would, but that shit goes up to the top sometimes. And if shit gets leaked, they will change it. Ah, if they see it on like Reddit or something. Yeah. So there was a guy that was on Reddit that was definitely working there and leaking shit. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they specifically changed a few matches over that because people do bet on it. And then um, I've heard, I know in the new company, AEW, uh, that's on uh, TNT or TBS or whatever. Yeah. They had somebody that was leaking shit. That's what I'm thinking. Like, this got to be, dude, if I worked there and knew, I'd be like, well, this is the easiest, you know, 100 grand I'll make right now. But a lot of people go up, like, um, some big finishes like that, like the main event, that goes up to the top. Like, that's a four-person discussion. Yeah, it's Vince. Fucking yeah, Shane and two others. Yeah, it's Vince, whoever's producing the match, the ref, and the two guys. No shit. Yeah. I guess it would have to be, right? Because otherwise, that's it seems like the easiest fucking grift in the system. Yeah, well, the, so like the, the scripts and stuff, there's a writing team. But for the matches, you usually have one guy producing the match. And it's the two guys and then whoever their producer is puts the match together. Interesting. Yeah. So then you could, you could snuff it out real quick, like Game of Thrones. You tell like yeah. four guys, four different endings. Whichever one ends up on Reddit, you're like, you're fired. See you later. Well, you know, we were talking about Scream earlier. Uh, Scream 2, they actually changed the ending of it because the script leaked online while they were shooting. No shit. So um, in the script, the first script, um, Jerry O'Connell, her boyfriend, was supposed to be the killer. And then it ended up being the two of them. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Then it ended up being um, the guy from Deadwood. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What the fuck's his name, dude? Uh, I want to call him Mickey all the time. Uh, I'm so um, bad with actors and actresses' names. I'm like you. Same thing you just said. The guy Timothy the- Oliphant. Wow, I wouldn't have got that if you put a gun to my <laughs> wife's head, dude. <laughs> like, and then no um, Scream Three was actually supposed. So they signed Matthew Lillard to come back for Scream Three, and they were going to say he didn't die, and that he was controlling a cult of kids to be the new killers from jail oh shit and that was going to be the plot but that's then a pretty Col- cool idea but then columbine happened Ooh. <laughs> and the studio said you're not allowed to have people dying in a high school oh not even like the cult of young kids yeah so they rewrote it to be on a movie set and scream three fucking blows but i do hope i mean 
I wish there was just a version I could read because I would love to see that version where uh, Matthew Lillard's still alive pulling some strings. Yeah, that would be tight. Because he's in number two um, when they're at the frat party in the beginning. He walks by in the background. No shit. And he's got bleach blonde hair. Rewatch Scream 2. Or you could just YouTube I got to rewatch 1 and 2. Like Matthew, you said, three's junk. But. Yeah, rewatch 2. Matthew Lillard walks by the camera at the frat party. Who was, uh, is, it's not Matt, what's his name? The guy from, um, did you ever see the movie Evolution? Yeah. What's that guy's name? And he was also in Let's Get Ready to Rumble. He's in Scream. David you know Arquette. Talking? David Arquette. How the fuck couldn't I remember that? That's There's what I was a real good um, movie that just came out about him. You know, he wrestles now. Yeah, I've heard that. As a movie called You Can't Kill David Arquette. Documentary? And, yeah, it's a documentary. It was yeah. really, really good. It's yeah, on uh, Prime, I think. Prime he or Hulu. Was huge back then. Yeah, and, and like then I Ready said, to Rumble fucked his career up. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. I thought that movie was awesome, but then again, I was probably like ten or twelve when it came out. Yeah, What'd he you did a a death match with a guy named Nick Gage. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Uh uh-uh. uh Nick Gage is the scariest man alive. He a few years ago died in the ring. Yeah. And was revived. But actually died. Di- oh, died. Yeah. Was re- uh, uh, brought back to life, airlifted out of the show, and flipped off the crowd from the stretcher <laughs> on the helicopter. That's fucking what Owen Hart should have done. <laughs> what dude, a badass, dude. Nick Gage went to jail for years for armed bank robberies, got out, and kept wrestling. It's like the white new Jack, dude. He's exact. Yes, is he? He's scary. It, and, big guy, uh, like Undertaker. Oh, no, just no, scary. probably, um, probably about my height. I'm five ten. Yeah, but just a scary motherfucker, Chris Benoit. Just, you just can a scary tell dude. that this guy's done some shit, and uh, he had a match with David Arquette, and they were fucking around with light tubes. Oh and yeah. David Arquette freaked out and didn't stay still for the move, and they accidentally sliced his jugular. What? Yeah, they cut his jugular in the mat, like straight up, like you just see it go. Did they have to air vac him out? I mean, that's fucking. Uh, no, they they closed it up and uh, drove him right to the hospital. Damn, dude, poor David. Like, I it was a it was a match over situation. No, for sure. They're like, yeah, let's just stop it. Get him to the fucking hospital. It's like I have a pretty bad. So you see that line going? I do. My head? I could see it immediately. Yeah, right yeah. That's there. that's a light tube scar. No, you got one off the dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it broken across my head, and it broke jagged, and went from here all the way across. And then this is um, that's a razor blade scar right there. Damn. What did you do? One of these to pretend you were cut? Like, uh, no, this one I did on stage at Skankfest a few years ago. Uh, but this, yeah, these these were both not. Uh, so if I was gonna do that, it would be here. Yeah, so you could exactly but so behind the airline. Yeah. But these are, you know, in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you do? How, so how'd you do the, the razor blade one? That's I just took a razor, I just took a razor blade out and did it. Shut fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skankfest 2019. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. That's crazy, man. Yo, uh what's it called? Another thing Jimmy Kirk told me is uh you got B foot mark random, don't you? Or you don't like him? I don't care for him. Uh, he could do whatever he wants, but he just, he drives me nuts. Does he? He's a fucking Looney Tune, and I've had him on my show, and uh, he's been on this other podcast I used to be on, and this, that, and the other, and Jimmy was like, yeah, dude, uh, Zach does not like random. He just turns his back on him on podcasts. I'm like, what a great fucking bit. Yeah, we've just kind of made a deal. I made a deal with Lewis that if he's going to be around, I uh, I don't come in that day. Yeah. So what is it about him? You don't think that is his fucking Columbine shtick is fucking goofy like? Yeah, I'm kind of over it. Uh, it's a little yeah. forced and like, yeah. I don't know. There's a certain point where like we make fucked up jokes, but like there's also sometimes you're just repeating bad things because you heard them. Yeah, like a middle school kid, like trying to swear and like just say fucked up shit. Yeah, it just lacks genuineness to me. And yeah. like, I don't know if at some point he could just be a person whatever but no i just i would prefer to keep him out of my life yeah i got you i could see why for sure i think mock's fucking hilarious but in the in the way that you would you would you know what i mean yeah 
in a whack packer kind of way, I'm sure mm-hmm. it is. But like, yeah. I, it's just the last thing I want around. That's a perfect exactly. He's a whack packer. He's the fucking best, dude. Before that, he just got into it with Karen recently, didn't he? Yeah, I stayed home that day. Thankfully, you weren't there. That's all. Yeah, that's all I fucking need. Her, him, and Karen. Yeah, she's she's cool. I like her. I met her at my buddy Mead's house, and uh, she's done the show before. She's fucking good, Massachusetts girl, Karen. I like good, her a lot. She's good really Marshfield, on me. bro. Yeah, she's yeah, really man, same, on me. Same here. She's one of the only you know as gay as it sounds. One of the only chicks in comedy who I'm like, she's I can like if she's on a podcast or something, I'm like I can actually. She's actually keeps up you know what i mean yeah yeah no she's phenomenal she's a fucking she's got good shit to hang out with too but um uh what's it called jimmy uh was sending me some stuff on you fucking i had never seen your uh speaking of karen i'd never seen your roast with her the one that has like 66 million views you know what i'm talking yeah, about that, um yes i do uh <laughs> <laughs> dude so yeah that was good. that was uh that was the difference maker for me that kind of like gave me uh a career. really that's awesome man I didn't that know was that. like that. That was like when people started noticing me as a comic, dude. You fucking. I had always known you just from you know being with like Lewis and them, and um, I hadn't seen that one roast. But fuck, dude, the first joke you came out with, they should have just called it right there. You go. I don't know if you remember it. You go. Uh, um, Karen Feehan's comedy career is like a poor kid's Xbox controller. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's like. Um, uh, those double A's aren't gonna it last forever. It won't, it won't last long with the double A's that it came with. <laughs> with the double A's that it came with, I was like, just call it right there, dude. Yeah, no, that like, was that was a, and she's so funny. She just didn't understand what it was yet, because no. that was when we first started doing the battles. Yeah. So I think she thought it was like more of an insult contest. Yeah. And not a right jokes. Everything exercise. was just a, everything was a fat joke from her. And uh, yeah, it was destroyed. It was it was so fucking funny. And then like, yeah, that was right around. That was right around when people started like noticing that I was a comic too, not just like Lewis's co-host. Yeah, what um, I always knew you were comic. I knew you was co-host, obviously, and stuff. When did you guys like get together, you and Lewis? Did you grow? You didn't grow up together in Jersey, did you? No, Lewis and I started. I met Lewis probably about eleven years ago at a place that is now closed called CB's Comedy Club. It was a block down from the Comedy Cellar. And it was kind of like a Wild West situation. Yeah. Uh, Lots of fights. It was a a wild place to work. And that's where I started. I was like a doorman. I would sell tickets. And he was was a a host there a lot. And then a number of years ago now, he had conceptualized Realized Podcast as something else. And I was going to be the producer. But I have no technical skills. <laughs> so yeah. I wound up just sitting in on Mike. And the first episode was just me and him. And we decided to just keep doing it. Then that's probably, we're coming up on 660 episodes, I think. Damn, dude. So it's been like uh, seven years. Did you guys start that after they left Compound? No, we've been doing it before. Um, that's what I thought. You've been doing it for a long fucking Yeah, time. we've been doing Realize Podcast since. Since I was a telemarketer, so a long Damn. time ago, before I met my wife, and I've been with my wife for seven, eight years. Jesus Christ! So you're going on a decade of the real ass podcast, dude. Yeah, we put the time in, and now we only started doing three days a week, like a year or two ago. But yeah, that's, the that's really like, pumped the numbers up to fucking yeah. six sixty or whatever. And then, um, what also like the the downloads and the views because people get used to us. And now it's like part of their morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most likely we'll probably start going four days a week um, coming up. I would I would say it, we're discussing it. We That's might, fucking. We might turn it into Monday through Thursday and then have Friday be by, guys. That would be sick, dude. Like a, like a Kumia show or in hot water where it's basically Monday through Thursday. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to wind up doing. Eventually. That'd be tight. And you guys are what, 11 a.m., right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, you'd think it would be a weird time for a podcast. But like you said, that's some people, that's a lot of people's mornings. No well, one's also, doing it's that. It's after Jim and Sam and before Ron and Fez. Ah, that's what you, that Puerto Rican really knows how to fucking <laughs> market, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that was the original pitch for 11 a.m., was that there was nothing else on at that time. That's true. I mean, the radio shows are pretty much dead now anyways, but like the original. There's no one at the time. And also that's L.A. drive time. Oh, right. Three hours. That's 7 a.m. Or I'm sorry, 8 a.m. Because you started at 11. Mm -hmm. True. 
Great fucking point, dude. Yeah, good for you guys, man. You guys obviously fucking destroying it. Have been for years. Yeah, we're having a real good time with it, too. Yeah, man. You guys are the fucking best. Um, we'll fucking cut it right there, man. Zach, it's been great, dude. Thank you so much for fucking taking the time to come on, dude. Pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much for your time, man. I really enjoyed talking to you. You got I mean everyone knows where you're from. You got anything to plug other than the usual? Yeah, let's just let's just do it real quick. Uh Instagram at Zach is not funny. Four podcasts on the Gas Digital Network. Real ass podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Bye guys on Thursday. Zach Amico's midnight spook show Fridays at midnight. That's comics talking shit while we watch a genre movie, B movie, or horror movie. And then Saturday mornings at eleven AM, we got Catalyst Wrestling, which is uh as we were talking before, the wrestling show I helped produce. Yeah. Uh so whole ton of shit you can find me or if you ever looking for me in your area just uh, google zach amico see what happens hell yeah dude you got you're a busy man brother keep at it zach thank you brother thank you so much for your time you have a good one all right you too